Hello, everyone. Welcome to 633 Wake Up. These are our um, Because I Said So episodes. Kimberly and I, over the many years that we've known each other, have um, spent quite a lot of time sitting around our kitchen table with a cup of coffee and delving into the Word of God, um, just seeking wisdom, seeking guidance and discernment from Holy Spirit about whatever was going on in our lives at the time, um, asking him to show us through various, various versions of the Bible and various scriptures um, what he had for us. And I believe that it has really um, helped us to be like iron, sharpening iron for each other in our spiritual walk together. And so in these episodes, we want to share a little bit of that with you how that um, affected us, how it taught us, and how we did it. And so we've started to look at the book of Romans, chapter 12, and picking it apart the way we always have. And I have invited you to be part of us at our kitchen table. So Kimberly is with me today, and we're going to be looking at Romans 12, verses four and five. Yes. First, I want to just say that how many times at our kitchen table have we hit a wall and didn't necessarily like what we were reading or what the revelation that we've received and had to fight through ourself and what we wanted and how we saw it and line up our lives because he said so. I mean, how many times? Just about every time, really, <laughs> for me. I mean, I was a lot more stubborn than you were, Kimberly. Oh, I, I don't know. There was a lot of times, especially in the beginning of my Christian walk, um, that I was not so convinced that the Word of God was really the Word of God, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I took it more for cultural or history or whatever I was very knowledgeable but not very spiritual and uh and so there was lots of times I banged up against it you know the 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 authority of what the word says yeah Uh, remember the beginning days when you know you wanted to come back at me with knowledge and knowledge and knowledge. And this book says this, and this book says that. And I think we've probably said this before in an episode, but I want our listeners to know this. And I want our listeners to stand on this. I want them to believe it themselves for their lives and their experiences. Because some I said to you many times something along this line that I don't want to argue. I don't I I don't have an answer for you for all those other books and all those other ideas and belief systems out there. This book, the Holy Bible, it is called not by me, but it is called the Word of God. And it is my baseline for truth. So it doesn't matter what those other 20 books say. It doesn't matter what that other um, spirituality experience is 
or what they're teaching. This is my baseline of truth. So I just stand on it. And you did for, I don't even know how long it was, months and months and months. And um, in case you've missed the story, I mean, I wasn't a believer yet at that point. I was searching. And um, Kimberly was my neighbor. And she would come over with her bag of Bibles. And I mean, literally a big bag of Bibles. But let's say I was invited. I didn't bang down your... We weren't pounding on my door trying to convert me or anything. We were already friends. And, um, but I, I had all this knowledge in my head. I'd been searching for a long time. I had, I had read about other religions. I had read about spirituality. I had dabbled in the occult and, and read tarot cards and, and all that. I thought I knew so much. Yeah. I really did. And, and, I mean, I remember saying to you, you know, I I don't even know how you can argue this, Kim, because you have one book, one book you have, right? I have all this centuries and eons of writings and, and all this knowledge, right? Yeah. To draw on, you have one book. That's right. And it was from those days, you know, those days sitting at my table and you keep coming back to the book. The one book. You know, I believe that that was God working on my heart. And I mean, it's not really where I meant to go to today, but I mean, I think that led right into my salvation moment. That's right. Know? To becoming was, part of the body. Yes. I mean, I was driving home. I had to drive past Kimberly's front door to get to my house. And my car just drove itself into the driveway. You know how you just kind of do things on autopilot. And when I got there, I kind of thought to myself, oh, I must want to visit Kimberly, <laughs> you know. And that's the day that, you know, I gave my my life to Jesus. Yeah, I remember. And, um, and it's not because it was a, a conscious choice, right? It was something that I did unconsciously. Yeah. I wonder what it would have went like if we had, if I had argued back more, if I had got my back up. Because, I don't know, because you just kept saying, well, this is what this says. In effect, th- because God said so. That's right. Right? It may say that in all your 50 books you got in your library, Sharon, but God says. Yes. This. Right? You the, kept standing on truth. The Bible tells us not to involve ourselves in foolish arguments. And that is um, what I stand on a lot with friends, neighbors, co-workers in the world that I'm around. I am more than willing to, to share my life and my truth. My truth is the word of God. And, you know, something, you know, simple things. Like everyday things are changing in the world of, um, you know, finances, sexuality, um, restrictions, our rights, um, all of these things, right? And we, it's so difficult not to get into foolish arguments and uh, it's so difficult to walk in the body because even the body is going 
and fighting against itself and going in so many different directions in the days that we're living right now. And so now, pardon? That That leads us right into our scripture today. That's right. So now I want to read Romans. Actually, I want Sharon, I would like you to read first from the New King James Version, because I have said in the past that, you know, the New King James Version is still my heart. It is still very, very much my heart. And God has, and I have been um, in tug of war for a number of years over this message version. But it reminds me of when I get a word and I open up the dictionary and I get a fuller meaning of what it's saying. And it's not always what I've been taught And it maybe sometimes isn't accurate, but very often it is exactly what I needed for my everyday life. And uh, we all know that the Bible says that the word is living and active. And so that's why I want to start with the New King James Version. So then we can open up the Message Bible and look at it from a deeper, broader definition. Right. So go ahead. Okay. We'll start with the version that sounds like a Bible. Yes. Like, for <laughs> me, this sounds like a Bible. Your The message Bible sounds like an explanation of what I just read. Exactly. Fair to say? Yes. That's how I live in Okay, so um, I'm reading New King James, uh, Romans 12 and 4 and 5 are the verses. For as we have many members in one body, members being parts of our body, for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Yeah. So the real play on the word members that Paul's using here, because... You know, our, our, the parts of our body can be referred to as members, right? Our arms, our legs, our hands, our feet, right? Um, but then when we think about the body of Christ, we're, we're members as in belonging, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the Message Bible says, In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Even, sorry, each of us finds our meaning and function as part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? Yes. See, it, it explains a little bit deeper. Yes. Yeah, just in a little bit clearer English. I find, um, I find when I'm reading New King James, Paul tends to not be very clear about things, um, and it's I can't even say it's it's a cultural thing from back then because it wasn't translated. You know, these aren't Paul's actual verbatim words. This is a translation. But I still, I still find that in the modern language of the day I'm in, it's easier to understand. Exactly. Yes. Right? So one of my thoughts 
that I wanted to share about this verse is, um, and I mean, we talked about it, uh, Kimberly and I, is about the idea of all being part of the same body, that unity. The Bible talks a lot about unity. But, I mean, my question kind of is, if we think of us as part of a body, you know, and I might be the the nose, <laughs> you might be the, the mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, my husband might be a foot. No, I'm not saying. Be, you know, might be whatever, right? We're all part of the same body. Can you imagine if a human body, every part wants to do its own thing? Yeah. Chaos. It would never go anywhere. It would never accomplish anything. It couldn't even stand. Because if the legs and the feet didn't want to do the same thing and the back, right? Like, I mean, it takes so many parts of your body to even stand up. Yes. For them to all work together. And if there's no unity in the body then it's it's debilitated, right? Yep. So if you think about that as the body of Christ, with all its different little factions, and it's all its little, um, you know, that, that want to focus on the differences that we have rather than the unity that we need, I mean, it's no wonder the church is in the state it's in. You know, I thought that might be a little bit controversial statement, but really, um, you know, I believe that the, the church is not doing very well these days. And as the body of Christ, it's because we can't agree on which way to stand up or sit down or to walk or move our head or, you know. But to recognize that we are different parts of the same body and Another thing that I want to point out um, is that Christ is the head. Yes. Right? And that's the head of the body. That's where the mind is. That's where the control center is. Right? So when, when the body pieces or parts are, um, are trying to do its own thing, you know, have you ever had a, a pinched nerve and you know, a part of your limb or you've had some spinal injuries and things aren't working right, you know, they're just dragging along for the show or, um, you know, this control center of Christ is what keeps us moving in the right direction. Now, if the parts of the body don't want to submit to it because he said so, then they're trying to do their own thing and they're not functioning in full health, right? The, the body's unity comes in submission to the head, into connection, a healthy connection to the head. Um, and many, many times who, you know, the toe part wants to be the head. The mouth part wants to be the head, you know, they want to walk ass backwards, <laughs> like, I, you know, and we end up I mean, in that way. I've been wanting to, to be the head, right? Isn't that human nature? That's human nature. 
right? That's we spoke about that last what, last week about not being thinking too highly of ourselves, right? Um, I, I love I love that you brought up the head because um, when you think about the head in a physical aspect, right? Um, we can see that the head is usually, if you think about the head of a company, right? Someone in authority. Yes. Right? And in a physical body, why is the head in authority? Because that's where the brain is. And in the brain, that's where all the decisions are made. That's including like to wiggle your fingers or whatever. It all goes from the brain down out through the body. Mm -hmm. Right? And if Christ is our head, then... He's the brain behind the function, right? So by cutting ourselves off from the head, what happens if your arm no longer is attached nerve endings and blood vessels and all that kind of stuff to the head? It dies. Yes. First it gets dysfunctional, maybe little by little, but then it dies. That's right. Right? And... I think we cut ourselves off as part of the body by not recognizing the authority of the head, not understanding that the head controls the rest of us. That's right. And it comes back to again last week is um, do we get a say? Yeah. Yeah. Who's our head? Who's your head? Right. Um. And I remember a couple of things that I have to I have to share. Mm-hmm. And um, a number of years ago in my small church, I believe it or not, Sharon, I was the unique one of the crowd. Believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> you know there wasn't so really for a while now. Can you see that kind of making sense? <laughs> the. I, I didn't really fit in very well. I kind of stood out different than the rest. And, mm-hmm. and, but I would get upset, very, very upset because um, I, I didn't understand why they didn't understand what I wanted, what I was hungry for, what I needed. You know, I, I was like, I I need this. You all, this is what this is what the Christian life is really like. You don't, you don't have what you need because you don't have this. But I was a different part of the body. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my I had a, a a wonderful pastor who helped me through some of that stuff. Um, but it was really this. I saw Two words, and they were common and unity. And then I heard unity is not conformity. It is community. And I saw the words come together as one. And common. Yeah, common unity made community in my vision. And it is a choice that we make because of the head that the world will know us by our love for one another, that we see that we're willing, if someone is willing to walk under the head, 
then we're part of the body. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you think of the, and I, I don't have the proper medical terms, but I'm thinking of, you know, you have your whole nervous system. You have your, your skin is in an organ and has its own its own uh, system. You have your 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 pancreas system, your sugar system. You have your digestive system. You have um, your blood vessels and the the paths of your flow. Your what your muscles do. You know we're just talking so far about arms, feet, legs, toes, eyes, nose, and mouth, right? But you think about what's hidden within us that makes the body. And that there's these, you know, we have 10 fingers, hopefully, and they're working together to do the same job, whether it's to scratch your head or to carry something, to play a piano, to write, right? And you, but you have your intestinal system that's in there doing its job too and there's you know a very large amount of it apparently um, apparently you know we can be full of it and <laughs> and there's all these parts that are very different imagine if your te- intestines were on the outside of your body trying to do their job mm-hmm. you know push their way through <laughs> Right? Right? There's all these things. And we have to, as the body of Christ, we have to begin to accept one another for what we are, where we are, and who we serve, the head. And, you know, it's kind of like, Reminds me sometimes of, you know, what it was like with one language before the Tower of Babel. And they were divided into all these different languages and races and, you know, and racism is, you know, has been a big thing. It's still, it still is a stumbling block for many people. And we can say that we're not racist, right? We're not, we don't, we're not prejudiced, but really Stop and think, how are we acting in the body of Christ? You know, am I, am I experiencing and allowing those thoughts and feelings regarding some of my brothers and sisters who serve the head, but don't look like me, don't act like me, don't do the system like me, mm-hmm. just something to think about. And the other thing that um, I want to share is many years ago, I had a vision of Jesus floating in a river. And uh, I, you know, it was, there's a river of God, you know, I don't know, it was a fun song. And I kind of entered into this uh, vision of Jesus floating in a river but it kept sometimes when i have visions they kept mag they keep magnifying magnifying and they get closer and closer onto especially onto a detail well this is what i saw and i the the vision of jesus floating in the water got so close that i have i'm sure you've seen dot art 
where all these little dots make up a picture. And it was getting like that. It was like I could see um, the tones of his skin and his hair and his hands and his robe and his sash and his feet had uh, had these leather straps on them like a sandal and and this the sash was a different color and and different skin tones on his arms and his hands like you know where there had been more sun or I don't know but there was so many colors but it kept magnifying until it looked like these little dot art but then it magnified more and it was like those was it was it a Pepsi commercial that they had people all standing to make up the Pepsi symbol and then there were people standing and di- wearing different colored clothes? It was like that. When the, the vision magnified so much, they weren't dots. They were many, many, many different people, different races, different um, sizes, different colors, different clothing. They were many, many, many thousands and thousands, millions and millions of people that made up that body of Christ that were floating. Literally, they made up the body of Christ that was floating at rest in this river, moving river. And his, this, I mean, this just to throw in this little humor was that his feet were on what looked like a beach ball holding it. And it was the earth. Yeah. We can unpack a lot of that vision. Right? So cool. But just want to, I just want people, I want people to wake up. Me too. You too, that don't get into foolish arguments. Don't judge anyone who is serving that head. Um, that we are so different that we can't walk together. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and we even do this denomination to denomination you know, that's not Christian, that's not Christian. You know, are they being faithful to the truth that they know? And are they are they serving the head? Because right. that's what it's all about. You know, well, who, yeah. who is yeah. Jesus to them? Not like, any statement of beliefs. That's right. And I mean, it's a big body. Right? It's a big body. And um, it's not for us to try and figure all that out. This is how I see it. Like, there's so much that we mm. don't know. Right? God doesn't give us all the stuff. <laughs> right? And and so who are we to judge or or to, to um, think that we are better because we are from this specific denomination or... Or we believe in full immersion baptism and you don't. Or, you know, you wear robes in your ceremonies and we wear jeans to church. You know, like, there, it's, it's such arrogance. Yes, really, it is. Right? But Comes- isn't that human ego? Is that not the flesh rising yes. up? Right? Yes. And so, I mean, we have to really understand that what God says is to have unity. Unity in the spirit. That's what he says. And 
I think if we can see ourselves as a very small part of a very sacred um, whole, if you think about Jesus, right? We're, we're part of Jesus's body. That's and right. Jesus was sacred, right? He's the son of God. If I can be counted as part of his body, right? I just need to focus on being grateful. Being your that. part. And doing what I can do for him because of what he did for me, right? That's what I think about all the time. I try not to get my eyes on other people. Yes. Whether it's in my own church or 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 on TV or whatever, like you know what a TV church is and stuff, and 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 my my brain my brain will go to well that church has fifty thousand people in it. Like come on, you know. Yeah. yeah. I I judge that, right? Well, so what if they have fifty thousand people? Because those fifty thousand people all have to have that relationship with Jesus. That's right. Right. We have to get our eyes on ourselves and our relationship with Jesus. And are we doing what he's asking us to do? And quit looking around us. That's how you build unity. You assume everybody beside you is also doing that. Their part. And all doing your own part, right? The other thing I want to talk about unity is, I mean, I had said, if you cut yourself off from the head, um, that... Slowly, you're going to get dysfunctional, and you're going to end up dying. And that's detrimental to that part of the body. And I have been in that place. You know, I went through this stage where I felt that, you know, I I didn't need church. You know, I just do my own thing. You know, as long as I believe in God, I'll read my Bible, I'll stay home, I'll, you know. Oh, isn't there hundreds of people that way? Mm-hmm. And I quit going to church. I quit being part of the body. And um, the problem when you do that is you don't even notice this very slow decline in functionality that's happening in your life until you're pretty close to dead. Right? Oh, Kim's got her hand up. We're on video. So I can see. <laughs> she it's wants like, to talk. Oh, my gosh. When you quit going to church, you begin to lose the flow of blood that creates health in that part of the body and it will gradually die exactly and i experienced that but i didn't notice until i was pretty near dead my faith was bottomed out right bottomed out and so i was harmed in that right as my little piece of the body was cut off and strangled, really. Um, but there's a whole other side to that. If you think about your physical body, if your hand starts to die, that doesn't only affect the hand that's dying. It affects the body. It affects the rest of the body. And we all have gifts. And we're going to talk more about that next week. But, I mean, I... I, it took me a long time to realize that what, what I was also doing was denying the rest of the body, my little part. And that was, that was a hard revelation for me because I felt that I was right, right? 
But I had to then lay myself down and say, God says, I cannot give up the gathering of myself with other believers. That's right. That I need to be in unity with other believers. I need to do my part and share my gift for all of this to work. And Because so, he said so? Because he said so, <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I, I could be a slow learner. We you all know, sometimes can. I learn the lesson many times before it gets into my thick skull. Um, but, I mean, I... I really think that when we think about being members of the body, we have to look at what it does for us, but also what God wants us to do for other people. Why are we here? Why are we part of the body with these gifts that he gave us at this time? Yep. Right? And and what does he want to use us for? Yeah. You know, that's... That, I think that's why unity is important. Unity is very important. You know, and something that we didn't say yet, which we entitled, um, intended, sorry, to be kind of the title of this episode, was that we're a team. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time that we've even said the word team. You know, a team needs to work together in order to win absolutely but i mean we've talked a lot about um the different parts of the body how the body's made up the function of the body how we can be so different and and that we all serve the same head so um i loved it i loved it i felt like old times around our table and I hope you, our listeners, have enjoyed your time with us. And if you have gotten a laugh, if you've gotten any insight, if you've had a brain cramp, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that we've like, wait a second, what? If you have any conviction, if you grew a little, I just ask that you encourage us and others that you share by by following by hit that little follow hit that subscribe button and help us to spread the word that we're talking about this truth that we stand on and the head that we serve so one thing before i sign off i really want to just shine a little light on that if you or I are one of those people that think we don't need to be with the body, I challenge you to rethink that. Because there is a reason that God designed it this way. So, and we go because he said so. So be blessed. And until next time, be a blessing.